You're listening to the 1% Factor Podcast with Coach Shakina, where I talk about how small changes and insights can have the greatest impact over time. Whether it's in life or business, you'll learn principles and strategies that when implemented will help you grow your business and design a lifestyle that's in alignment with who you are and fuels your purpose, passion, and vision. So today I have a special guest. I have Ebony Haywood from Zayza. Um, you know, I'm excited for her to be here today. So Ebony, I want you to talk a little bit about who you are, what you do, and who you help. Sure. Thank you for having me today, Shakina. This is wonderful. Um, so I, my website is called Zazo and it is, um, it is a tool for writers. It, the, the, the intention is to inspire writers to be the best versions of themselves. So on the website, you're going to find my podcast, Motivation to Write. And um, that is where I interview experts ranging from authors to um, entrepreneurs, psychologists, life coaches, just the whole gamut, marketers, um, <laughs> and offer their tips on how to just be the best writer you can be, the best entrepreneur you can be, the best person you could be. Um, so you'll find the, the podcast on my side. And you'll also find journal prompts just to get your juices flowing. You'll also find writing tips, uh, essays, articles. Hey, cool. That. So how yeah. did tell us, uh, tell us a little bit how you got started in doing this. So it started really with COVID. <laughs> okay. Like a lot of things have started, right? Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. So when COVID hit my, I, I'm a teacher, a high school teacher. So the, the schools were shut down. We had to work from home. So, which was great because my commute to and from work is about two hours, like both ways. Okay. So I spent a lot of time uh, just in the car. So when they said, okay, you're going to work from home, I was like, you know, I had all this spare time on my hands. Um, so I said, I want to, um, I, I, I want to start thinking about something I could do beyond teaching. Cause I've been teaching for about 18 years. And when COVID hit, education like just went into this tailspin, right? I mean, there's just like all the little weaknesses that existed were just like exacerbated. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't know if I want to stay in this industry for another um, 20 years, which a lot of teachers do. I can remember. So this kind of ties into this. So I can remember I went to uh, one of my colleagues' retirement parties. Uh, this was like maybe 10 years ago at my site. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, wow, this is great. You've been, how long have you been at this school? She had been at the school for as long as I had been born. So I, th I think at that time I was like 35. Oh, no, if this was 10 years ago, I was 35. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this was maybe, uh, well, you know what, almost, maybe about eight years ago or so. So I said, oh, my gosh. I didn't say this to her because I didn't want to mm -hmm. offend her, but I was like thinking, oh, my God, 35 years, 35 <laughs> years. Um, and I just said, I don't know if I would want, and she was at that same school for 35 years. So that kind of got me thinking about like my career at that mm -hmm. point. I want to do this for three. So anyways, so COVID hit and um, I had all this time. So I said, I wanted to start exploring other options. And so I knew I was always a, a decent writer and I started uh, blogging. 
Then I started reaching out to other bloggers on Twitter. I started like DMing them like a crazy person and just asking them <laughs> if they wanted to come to this event. I started called a virtual cocktail party for women who write. And about eight of them responded. Uh, they showed up. And it was just this form where we talked about what inspires us as writers, what are some challenges we face as bloggers. Mm-hmm. It was a great conversation. At the end, I gave them a, a survey and asked what kind of topics do you want to see covered at future events? And they all said self-development, uh, the marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them said some energy work because I do energy work also. And so I said, why don't I just talk to people who actually are experts in these fields? Because mm-hmm. certainly I am not. <laughs> And just bring the experts to them via this podcast. So that's that's how awesome. It yeah. yeah, everything. I like I like that. You're like thirty. That's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a long time. I felt the same way when, um, you know, in, in my corporate career, I was like, I don't know if I can be here for another decade or yeah. so. Like that yeah. that does something to my soul. Like I can't I can't do this. I had to find another way. So I can imagine for you, it was like I don't. We have to find something else. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I don't know how how people do that, but you know, God bless them for for having the longevity. But good grief, I don't know. <laughs> so you started reaching out to, um, and initially started with understanding where something you enjoyed that you wanted to extend. So it was like you're writing, and then you started reaching out to different people or bloggers and getting them on this event. Um, yeah. So you were starting to pivot and kind of change your direction a bit to fit where you were hoping to go or wanting to go. Right. And you're still redesigning that. Right. Mm-hmm. And pivoting. Um, and I can just imagine how, how that feels. Right. But yeah. um, tell me a little bit about that process and how it felt to really understand that this is, you're trying to make something different. Like what were your, your initial feelings around it? Were you scared? Well, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I was, no, I wasn't scared. It was always, it always felt like I was just kind of exploring options. I've, I've always been pretty open to let life flow in the direction it's supposed to flow. Just really pay attention. So when I actually first started like exploring writing during COVID, I, I pivoted several times. I first, my website initially was like about poetry. I was like, I want to be a poetry expert. I'm going to be an expert (laughs) in poetry. So, um, so I started writing poetry and it was cool, but I was like, I don't know if I'm, if this is really fulfilling like this, I don't want itch. It sounds weird, but like this urge inside of me (laughs) to just really uh, touch people. Right. I mean, cause I mean, there's not a huge audience for poetry. It's, you know, it's kind of one of those things that people think is like super esoteric and who gets it and blah, blah, blah. So then I, I said, well, I really love copywriting, mm-hmm. um, because I love persuasive writing. It kind of, uh, ties into what my master's is in. So I was like, let me explore copywriting. So I went from poetry to copywriting, I actually reached out and did some copywriting for people. Mm-hmm. And then it, it turned into motivation. So, and now I'm, I'm like, well, let me see where this is. Is it going to continue on this path? Cause I'm open to, I'm open to another possibility. So for me, it's just always been like, it's a journey and you're going to learn more about yourself on the journey. You're going to grow like spiritually on the journey and it's all good. Yeah. So it wasn't, it was the thought about money 
um, in there somewhere or how did it present itself? So, yes, yes. I think initially the thought, because I was thinking of potentially how can this turn into a career? Mm -hmm. So yes, money was there. I don't know if it was at the forefront yet though. I was kind of trying to find my footing into where potentially I could monetize. Okay. And, um, and so maybe that's why I kind of pivoted into the copywriting too, because I thought, oh, that would be, but even so that's still, for me, the priority is really finding a place where I feel home, mm-hmm. you know, like where do I really feel like I'm in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And once I find that spot, then I feel like the monetization will come out a lot more, a lot more naturally okay. and it won't be something that's forced. Okay. So that, that resonates with me in several different ways because I, I, I deliberately took like a two, two and a half year journey of just self-discovery. So when I decided I wasn't, I was no longer going to go to law school, it's like, I'm not going to become an attorney. I don't want to do any of this, right? Yeah. It doesn't fit my personality. I don't want to put, put, put myself in a box. Um, I did the same thing where I'm like, I'm, I can't, I can't be in a corporate world for another 10 years. I, I, I can't do it. And yeah started actually experimenting with different avenues. So for me, it came with freelance writing. It started there as well. And it went to a lot of different other places. And there was a thought of, I need to make money, but I also need to find a balance between who I am going to be or was, right? And what fits my personality and how I can make money off of that. But the money wasn't the forefront of my mind either. Mm -hmm. It was... How do I do something that I actually enjoy? I can wake up every day or almost every day and actually do this. Right. And not be like, get it. I don't want to do it anymore. Right. And I have to be honest. I think a lot of it, I, I, I mean, I'm kind of blessed in that I have a career, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like I don't have a job and I need money now. Like that would be a totally different, I'd be in a different energy because then money would be in the forefront of my mind. But because I, you know, I'm, I've have, a, I have a career I've been in for years and I'm, I financially am secure. So that just gives me the space to really breathe and be creative and just pay attention to what happens. Now, you mentioned um, your energy. So did you see your energy change as you were experimenting and pivoting as you were, you know, going through this journey? And how has it been different? So um, I think the energy changing is directly related to the spiritual growth. So the short answer is yes. And it changed in that when I pivot or when I'm looking into new possibilities, I have to relax, right? Like the worrying, the like trying to force things to happen, that doesn't get me anywhere. So in the learning to just relax, to really facilitate that meditation in the morning, really paying attention to how I feel in my body, these are all like tools that I use to monitor my energy, to make sure I'm in that right space so that I can actually allow life to flow. Okay. So you're yeah. protecting your energy and your space. So you mm-hmm. can be in a more present, mindful, like peaceful resting place, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. So your energy, you're protecting your energy as you grow. You are changing, pivoting, um, trying to find that balance. Have you found that balance as of right now? Or are you still kind of working on it? I'm still working on it. I love 
talking to people. So I love the the podcast part of it, like interviewing people. Mm-hmm. I was telling you earlier, it feels like therapy to me. It feels like, <laughs> yeah. right? Especially when I talk to therapists or psychologists. <laughs> exactly. Oh my right? gosh, it's like a free therapy session. <laughs> and then I get to share it with people. So, um, and since I, I live at home by myself, it's like, and I'm on summer break, it's great to have someone to talk to every day, right? Oh, yeah. About whatever. Yeah. Um, so I like that part. I, I think the part that I am thinking about um, as far as pivoting is really the writing part of the, the website. Like that's where I'm still trying to find my footing is the writing part. Mm-hmm. But I really do love the talking to people. Especially in COVID era. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it came up very much in handy during COVID, right? When you're yeah. isolated. Yeah. Yeah. When people are seeking that attention, they didn't know they, they actually wanted or needed. You know, yeah. you're actually able to jump on a Zoom call and have a have a conversation. So yeah. the video aspect definitely helps with that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I bring all this up, too, for those those listening that it's OK to pivot. And, you know, we talk a little a lot about, you know, tools and systems and strategies and whatnot. But we also talk about uh, the mindset around that, too. Right. Just being able to find your footing, find out, um, you know, where you fit. Right. Because that's a, a very important part of your development, part of your journey. And so I wanted to have this conversation with you because your story was so interesting and very similar to my own, which I thought was awesome, Um, you know, to let our audience members know that there's a journey for everybody, right? It's okay to pivot. It's okay to change, um, giving yourself permission to grow, um, to change direction as you need to, as it fits you, your personality, or just, you know, where you're trying to, you know, trying to go. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, everything has its challenges. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm curious, what what struggle through this process have you um, overcome? What struggle have I? Oh, well, I think so when I first started interviewing people, um, that was a struggle because I was so nervous about talking to like, I remember my first guest, was he my first guest? I think he was my first guest. We're actually pretty good friends now, but mm-hmm. his name is Dr. Oren Davis, and he was the first person in the United States to get a PhD in positive psychology from some university on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And I was so nervous. I was like, who am I to be talking to this PhD guy? And so, oh, here's the kicker, though. So I interviewed him, and then at the end of the interview – after we'd said goodbye, I realized I forgot to record it. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh my gosh. So I emailed him back and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like such an idiot. I'm so sorry, but I forgot to record this. And I totally understand if you don't want to interview. And he was so kind. He said, oh, I love talking to you. I love to, to do it again. So he came back and we oh, that's that's awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was a struggle. So I, once I started, you know, interviewing a whole bunch of people, cause I basically got a whole bunch of query or responses to my query. And I had like maybe two, almost about 20 interviews set up all throughout the month of October. Cause I started in October of last year and I would just get better at it. And I just grew in my confidence. Like, yes, I can, I can talk to people. I'm just talking to people. Right. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have to be a PhD myself to talk to another PhD. <laughs> so that was a struggle I overcame. Oh, I see. I, I resonate with that too, because when I started, I was a little bit nervous. Um, I ended up talking to a lady who had like multiple, multiple businesses. When I say multiple, she was in excess of probably, I think it was like her 10th or 11th business. 
Mm-hmm. And around the world, she had set these things up. And I hadn't interviewed um, many people at that point, but I realized after talking to so many people, my energy comes from them, right? Mm-hmm. The the curiosity naturally comes out like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask her a question. Like, let's, you know, yeah. let's dig deep into, into that. And, you know, it's always interesting when you get to talk to different people from around the world or just people in general and ask them questions that you're naturally curious about. And, you know, that type of, of I say inquisition, but that type of prying, you know, kind of comes across as like real personal, personable and just friendly, I suppose. But um, I imagine the energy was there for you and you, and you get to learn from people, right? You get to talk mm-hmm. oh, yeah. to different types of people, especially the therapists you talked about before. <laughs> like <laughs> there's so many things I learned just by talking to people. It's, it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like every guest is like some type of teacher. And yeah, um, yeah. and when you were talking about pivoting, I would, I would, I, there was this um, entrepreneur I talked to, his name is Bill Flynn, and he wrote a book called uh, Further Faster or something, but he helps businesses grow. Mm-hmm. And I remember he said during the interview that every um, business that he helped someone start or that he started himself, they ended up pivoting. He never, there was never a business where he started where it was the same concept, you know, like year or so later, it always changed. And he said, you just can't be scared of it. It's just, it's going to happen, but you need to pay attention because if you don't, uh, you're going to just kind of, uh, yeah, wither away. (laughs) So I kind of welcome change. And that's like the hardest thing for people is change because we want consistency and we want familiarity. I can't even say the word, but you know what I mean? Familiarity. Um, But growth comes with change. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, When you, I probably, I need to read that book then Um, because I've pivoted multiple times. I've Mm. changed direction. I've, I ran several businesses and I've kind of landed here now with coaching and I have found my vibe, but it took me getting uh, doing multiple businesses for me to figure that out. And I used to be ashamed of telling people, oh, well, now I'm doing this. And it looks like it made me feel like I was perceived as not being steady on my feet. But mm-hmm. that wasn't the actual case. That was my own mindset development issue. And I was like, you know, screw it. <laughs> it is what it is. But I right. learned what I learned by doing all those things. And I realized I was more so of a tinkerer. Um, learner. I, I followed my passions. I followed my interests. So I created all these businesses, landed on one that fit my personality. Had I not done any of those things, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here. And I wouldn't be able to uh, coach people doing, going through the same thing or growing through the same thing. So I mean, there's, there's purpose behind it. There's reason behind it. And so, um, you know, feeling ashamed or guilty behind it kind of, it, it messed with me for a bit. But once I understood, you know what, forget it. This, I, it is what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think more people should be able to experiment with who they are, mm-hmm. uh, personality wise, um, follow your passions, follow your interests and see where it takes you. Because too often. Right. We are put into a box. Mm-hmm. Right. That other people have placed us in. And sometimes we put ourselves in this box. Um, it's really hard. Like you said, change is not something that comes easy and people don't want to, to, to grow out of. Mm-hmm. But um you know, I'm, I'm, I love hearing that you're going through this journey. You're going through this process of trying to figure out um, where you fit in a way, um, what's best for you, how it fits into your life. And, and the fact that you are financially stable while you're doing this takes mm-hmm. a big, yeah, <laughs> a big, big stress 
um, off of you, right? Instead of having to constantly find money now versus I I need to eat. <laughs> I'm not, there's no desperation behind it. Mm-hmm. So you have that freedom to actually be able to do that. But um, yeah, I thought that's pretty cool. So tell us a little bit about um, what else are you working on? What's your like your overall vision of where you're trying to, what you're trying to Well, I think overall, I really want to find out how to incorporate writing into um, my lifestyle career-wise and um, into my lifestyle spiritually. Um, And I've I've started the spiritual part. I've actually started the career part, too, just um, as in job searching. And I actually have an interview after this interview, (laughs) job interview. Um, But... I, I, it's such a writing. Oh my gosh. I, I could just talk forever about writing, but it's such a, a powerful tool because words are powerful and you can write something and you can just upset people. You can inspire people. You can, you know, do all kinds of things. And so in my own spiritual journey, the writing has served as this kind of like cathartic tool where, you know, the journaling and just the getting, all the emotions out onto paper or just kind of exploring options. Um, because when you, when I'm writing in a journal, it's just like, it's free writing as in like, I'm not being judged. No one else is reading it and no one else is going to judge me and I'm not judging myself. And I just kind of let whatever comes out, come out and actually have this practice. This might sound a little strange, but I will, I will literally, um, there's actually an exercise now that I think about it because I teach, I mentioned I teach high school English, mm-hmm. but there's an exercise in one of their textbook textbooks that's very similar to this. And the kids are like, what the heck? This, this is kind of <laughs> creepy. But I will write a question and then I will just sit in silence and just whatever comes to my mind as as far as an answer without formulating it myself, but just really kind of listening and letting it download, really, mm-hmm. I will write it out. Right. And it's kind of like this dialogue between me and I don't know if it's a spiritual guide or my higher self or whatever it is. When the kids do it, it's, it's for characterization. So they'll like interview a character and try to get, hear that character's voice and get into their voice. But, but just this exercise of writing out a question and, um, and getting an answer is so powerful because after I read the answers, it's like, whoa, where did this come from? And it makes total sense. It makes total sense, the answers do. And it's like, this is this is incredible. Like, why wasn't I doing this 15 mm-hmm. years ago? Or like, you know, in my 20s when I was going crazy and dating all kinds of weird people, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, but so that's, that's my goal now is okay. really using writing to better myself. So how long have you been doing the exercise? So I started this exercise like consistently about um, a week ago. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. It still yeah. works. Right. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it awesome. is wonderful. So, and yeah. your kids love it. You said. Yeah. So once they get into it, I mean, at first they're like, Ooh, this is weird. You want me to like just <laughs> sit in silence and, and just whatever comes to me, whatever this character would say, just let it come and write it down. Like, what the heck is this? But it really does, um, it works because you're not, and when you're writing, trying to write in a voice of a character, especially if you're just trying out or just starting out, 
it's very difficult to sit there and kind of force yourself to, okay, what would this character say? How would they say it? Right. All the little nuances in their voice. But if you just let that come to you, it's amazing. Like if you just let the character talk, just let the character talk to you and then you write whatever they are saying to you. It's, I like that because I have stories I need to finish. And so I'm going to try that. Ah, (laughs) there you go. You know, she, I was, Shikina, I was watching a, there's this wonderful documentary on Tor, Toni Morrison. Mm-hmm. And, um, she, I remember, she, I, I can't remember the book. It was like Su, Sula or whatever. I can't remember the novel, but she said that there was, um, a character that was almost trying to take over the book. She, and, and she Tony, said that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Um, so yes. And that's what happens. That's what happens when you kind of just, um, surrender to the story and, mm-hmm. and stop, you just kind of let it come to you. It's, it's very powerful feeling. Yeah. I'm going to definitely try that. So I can <laughs> some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. Um, all right. So circling back, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you've pivoted or you're, you're in the process of pivoting, you know, going through your journey and your process. Um, are there any other fears that have popped up for you while you're doing this? Oh yeah. So yeah. I think, um, uh, well, when I was first starting, starting out, like, what are people going to say? Um, sometimes when I'm interviewing people and I share things about my family, like my mom, <laughs> I always tell people, like, sometimes I'll mention that my, my mom, she's kind of a hoarder, like low key, she's a hoarder. And so I'm kind of, and, and I don't even know if she knows I have a podcast. I haven't told her. I mean, that's just, so, um, things like Things like that, like worrying about what people, what my family is going to uh, think if I say something. Um, I've also worried about, um, is anyone even going to be, like when I first started, is anyone going to listen to this, mm-hmm. you know, or watch it or, but you just, you can, I mean, if I sit there and um, entertain each fear, I'm never going to get anywhere, mm-hmm. right? You just have to take action. And I've actually, I've, this is a, something I've learned is that um, clarity comes after you've taken action. So the more actions that I take, the more things I do, the more clear the path comes for me versus me just sitting down, kind of trying to think everything out at first. It can, you know, but once you start to actually move, then you'll see, okay, that didn't work. So let me try this. I mean, it, it, it didn't just become more clear. That's why the exploring part is important, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I think about that in my own process here where I wouldn't have become clear on what I wanted to do in coaching had I not done all those things, right? Mm -hmm. So like you said, you got to push through the fear. You got to like move forward, do it anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're you're not going to understand what you're supposed to be learning from it. Yeah. Um, So I think that's a a great, you know, summary for that. But um, all right, cool. So tell everybody where they can find you and what's currently going on that you want to share. You can find me at uh, zayzo.com. That's Z-A-Y-Z-O-H.com. And you can also find me on, I'm on social media. I'm not very active on social media, <laughs> but I am there. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at um, Motivation to Write and then Twitter at Ebony Haywood. And uh, what was the second question you asked me? Uh, anything else that you want to share? Do you have like an current event coming up? Anything that you would like people to sign up for? Just learn more about you? 
With- oh, oh, my news. So you could sign up for my newsletter on my website at zazo.com. Um, I don't have any events as of, so that's another thing I'm working on. I don't have any events as of yet, but um, stay tuned because you right. never. Very cool. So I will make sure I put those uh, links in the show notes. But um, final question for you, uh, or two questions for you. What is your definition of success? Oh, you did tell me you would ask me this question. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Uh, my de- my definition of success is having your own personal um, goal and achieving it on your own terms. So in other words, you're comparing yourself with yourself. You're not comparing yourself with Susan or Bob or Joe that lives in his mother's basement or whatever, because their path is going to be very different from your path, right? So if you set an intention, and I actually like the word intention better than goal, but it's, so if you set an intention and then you manifest the intention, but you do it, um, as yourself, right? Like you're, uh, you align your personality with your intention and you, and you allow it to happen. That's success. Not, uh, unsuccess, I don't know if I'm making up that word or whatever, but it's, you know, the opposite of success would be to set a goal because I, you know, see that someone else has done this or whatever, or, uh, you know, I want to be, I want to just exert my ego in some way. And then I'm going to do anything I can to attain it because I want to outdo this person, that person, and that person, right? That's not success. So success is I have an intention. I'm going to align my personality with my intention, and I'm going to just allow life to flow and show me the way to um, manifest that. Okay. All right, cool. Second question. What advice can you give to others going through the same process, same journey you are on? Um, I would say just relax, breathe. That's very important. You would not believe how important it is to breathe. Mm -hmm. I mean, really just take a, a deep breath. I read somewhere that if you, uh, taking a deep breath really does help to just clear your mind, calm your nerves, right? So relax, take a deep breath and, and, don't be attached to a particular outcome because when you're attached to a particular outcome, you become very anxious and trying to make that particular outcome happen. Right. But just, um, allow, I know it's just like a hard word for people to, to, to hear or accept because they're just like, what do you mean? Just allow, I don't do anything. No, it doesn't mean that you don't do anything, but it, it means that you, you pay attention, you pay attention and then whatever you notice you, you follow the sign, like follow the road signs, right? You just kind of allow things to, to, uh, uh, show you, show you the way. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you for that. Um, this has been an amazing interview. I'm going to be sure to put everything we talked about in the show notes. So if there's anything else that you would like to include or add, um, just, just definitely let me know. Is there anything else you want to add, Ebony? Um, I would just like to say that if you have an idea, try it, right? Because there are so many people who have said, I've interviewed people who have sat for years on their ideas because of, for whatever reason, a lot of times it's fear fail, but who cares? This is what I tell my kids, like failure is wonderful because you learn so much from it, right? I mean, you, you have to kind of fail in order to learn at, at some point. 
no one's going to be perfect. You're not going to write a perfect paper on the first try. You have to do multiple drafts. So just do it. Just do it. What is, is that? Nike or something? <laughs> that is like, Nike. That's Nike. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not to sponsor, I mean, or being sponsored or advertising them or whatever, but I, I agree. Just do it. Just do it. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. And that wraps up another episode of the 1% Factor Podcast. If you'd like to experience more of this and want to learn how to build a calm, intentional, and impactful business outside of the hustle culture society you live in, go to thefocusceo.co forward slash 1%.